Welcome to the My St Albans podcast. Local people talking about the local area and their lives. For licensing and copyright reasons, we're unable to include the music originally broadcast with this episode. Here's Matthew Big. Hello listeners and welcome to My St Albans on Radio Verulam, show number four. Um, and today we have we have royalty, we have the queen of local entertainment, the amazing Vicky Arledge. Hello, Vicky. <laughs> Hello, Matt. What a lovely intro. Well, yeah, I, I always, I always, I always the intros up, but that I think that was okay. Yeah, you are. You're the you're the queen of entertainment. Well, um, I, I, I sort of. Let's just go through your CV very quickly. You've you've performed comedy at Edinburgh. I have twice. Twice. Two Glastonbury. Glastonbury you've done, twice. You've done Glastonbury. A yeah. number of a number of local events. A number you've of local events. That. Auburn Arena, that was a nice one. Yes, I do remember the Auburn Arena. The, you did, you yeah. were there, weren't you? You were there. I was at the Auburn Arena, the fiftieth what was it, the anniversary? I can't it remember. Birthday. I think it was the fiftieth birthday, was it? Yeah, I think that was. That was a brilliant night. Um I forgot about that. Um you've you've formed an amazing ukulele band i have yes they are fantastic they're called the pluckwits sadly we can't even meet at the moment let alone perform so that's that's rather uh gutting and uh, singing is one of the things that they're rather um well they're being very slow to allow so i don't know when we're going to be uh be able to meet again apparently singing is totally dangerous yeah well hopefully you'll be able to perform with the group soon you you also got a very successful YouTube channel. You've I do. Well, I have two. One more successful than the other, actually. <laughs> I'm so... you also, you also have got a great sort of the, the CD business, I think. Yeah, the kids' music is, is doing very well. Very well indeed. Thank you very much. And... I've got of streaming services. Yeah, and, and I, I worked out maybe about 13 years ago, you also... Um, ran a children's uh, music group, which my son attended. Yeah, that's how this friendship started all those years ago. All those years ago. Um, so what's the, before we get on, what's, what's the highlight? Glastonbury, Edinburgh? Oh, gosh. Um, the film you know festival? <laughs> Obviously the film festival. Um, actually, do you know what? The, the big ones are the most terrifying, you know? So actually all Glastonbury, Edinburgh, uh, the Auburn Arena, they were all completely terrifying. So they always have a, you know, um, a, a kind of, the, the, there's a tint of, um, oh my God, is this going to, is this going to work or am I going to die flat on my ass and, you know, die a horrible death? But so it's actually maybe ones like we, the one we did for you at the film festival, they're more relaxed and more, um, yeah, you just come away sort of feeling like you've had a great time and you haven't had that awful sort of high-low kind of um, nerves going on. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the film festival just because I'm talking to you now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I, I guess the, the big events, aren't they, that you, you go through that whole, the nervousness and then you, for, for, for me, whenever I do sort of speaking event, it, it's like, the, the the big crowds you like then you have all that thing afterwards about self-doubt was any good whereas <laughs> actually talking to four people in a pub is a lot more relaxing <laughs> <laughs> that's it and sometimes you've had a sleep this night the night before because you're so worried about it and uh, you think you're going to faint on stage because you haven't had any sleep and 
Um, but no, the, sometimes the, the more low-key uh, gigs are sort of a lot more fun because you can just relax with the audience and uh, and um, have a great time. Have some fun, yeah. Mm. Well, it's an amazing CV. So th- and also, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure, um, pleasure. It's... It's a very simple show. We have seven questions. We have seven songs. Should we get started? Go for it. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Um, what's your What's your sort of earliest memories? What's your first sort of relationship with St Albans? How did you How did you become a city resident? Well, I'm not born and born and bred. I feel a bit of a um, interloper. So I arrived 12 years ago, and the reason was I was living in London. I lived in London all my life. And I was one of these really London-centric people who was like, you know, there's no life outside London. London's the only place to be. But then I came out to St Albans and I just fell in love with it, really. The market and the, the outdoor spaces and the restaurants. And I um, I had been living in Bounds Green, which is not the nicest of areas. And there had been, it was fine, but, you know, there were stabbings at the end of the road. And um, the only school I could afford to get my kids into, well, afford, could, you know, it was just a local state school. Um, was right on the North Circular with six lanes of traffic right next to it. And I just thought, I can't do this. I've got to, uh, I've got to go somewhere else. And um, came up to St Albans because a friend of mine lived here. And it reminded me of the place I was brought up, which was Hampstead in London, which is a very nice place, a part of London. And um, as I say, all the restaurants, the lovely old buildings, the history, the wide open spaces... And I used to, oh, I watched these uh, mums with their young babies pushing them into the market on a Saturday and then going to Carluccio's for coffee. And I was like, oh, I think I'd like to have a bit of that. And if I move up here, I can give my kids the sort of lifestyle that I had when I was a kid, you know, growing up in Hampstead. So um, so that's how it came about, really. And and we've been here 12 years and I wouldn't go back now. I'm, I'm happy. I feel like this is my home now. I've got roots. Roots. That's good. That is good. That's a good... That's a great answer. And I think um, probably not that uncommon. A lot of people have moved out of London and, and realised how amazing the city is yeah. um, and everything it offers. And it continues to grow and it continues to offer new things. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think when I go back to London now, I see it with fresh eyes. I sort of look at, that, you know, how busy it is and how hard life is there and how everything is, you know, uh, you know, travelling on the tube and stuff and the sweatiness and the everybody jumbled together. And here everything's, you know, on your doorstep. You've got, you know... It, anything that you know it's a 10 minute drive in the car and that's it but um so yeah I can't I can't see myself going backwards now I think you're stuck with me (laughs) well uh, that's St Albans gain uh (laughs) London's lost as they say um and so what's your first song uh what's your first song for today um it's Wonderful World I think Louis Armstrong which is just one of the most perfect songs ever written ever performed beautiful performance by Louis Armstrong and uh, it's just perfection, really, and it's slow and beautiful, but it just makes you feel happy. Um, so, um, yeah, take it away. And that was What a Wonderful Life by Louis Armstrong. It is a very beautiful song. You're right. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Um, so we're back We're back on uh, My St Albans, Radio Verulamth, and we have the amazing Vicky Arledge with us today. Um <laughs> So today, like you know, St Albans, as you said, you've you've made your roots here. It's now home. Yeah. Um, and what what apart from obviously the, the 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 amazing city and you you know laid down your businesses and stuff here, what else would you would you say that made you feel very homely at St Albans? Well, I think 
it's uh, the people, really. It's all the friends I've made over the last 12 years. And because I've had, because I've run my various different businesses, because I've performed here, because I've had my kids in nursery and then primary and then secondary, each stage of life, you sort of collect more friends. And um, I've got such a lovely bunch of, of, of buddies here now. Um, and um, that's that's it, really. It's just a company, isn't it? Good, good, good friends. And um particularly during lockdown I think we've been, we've been missing each other so I've been going on bike rides with buddies and meeting in the gardens and thankfully now we might be able to go to a pub and stuff and just enjoy the city again um but I think yeah it's it, it's just it's about the people for me I think yeah I think um I won't I won't lie Vicky the the answer to that question by pretty much everyone is the people the people oh, I think right. they, they do they make the city and um yeah. You know, it's um, yeah. It it there is a there's some, some really really very cool and very creative people in the city, yeah. but there's you know some very welcoming people, people that go out their way to to make it a community that it is. Absolutely, yeah. There's a kind of nice feeling of um, community, as you say. You know, uh, people supporting each other, people supporting each other's businesses, um, helping each other out, and. Um, you know just just uh being there for each other and you know about you know in, fr- in friendship and in business yeah yeah um leads us nicely on i think to song number two remind me what did i pick you went help yourself by tom jones <laughs> well i love a jolly song i love an upbeat song you see matt i'm not you know if my husband was here he'd be picking um morose songs you know like the smiths and stuff but I, I just I just like a happy ditty that makes me feel good and Tom Jones is the king for that really isn't he so he um, is. you know let's go for it help yourself and that was help yourself by Tom Jones god that does it does make you feel nice it does <laughs> I won't lie you should go and have a little look at the video because the video is hilarious a lot of flares and a lot of crazy choreography oh really yeah yeah I mean, his he spans so many generations, isn't he? That guy, wow! Absolutely. I mean, that must have been sixties, was it? Uh, maybe seventies, yeah. maybe early seventies. One of one of our listeners will know. One of classic. our listeners. Another classic. So yeah, great. So question number three. We're moving swiftly on. Um, what makes you most proud about the city? That's a tricky one, really. I mean, I, th- I think if I'm bigging that up to people who don't live here, I talk about the lifestyle and everything that's, you know, uh, good about uh, restaurants and, you know, community, etc. But I think really it's, it is the people and it's it's those um, those guys who go the extra mile to make things, exciting things happen, like yourself, Matt, and Leonie Kibbe with the uh, film festival and, I don't know, like the Gin and Jazz Festival and all the stuff that the Auburn Arena does and the Panto and... It's about the kind of extra sort of cultural events that happen um, that are really, I think it's about, uh, it's a sort of a big fish, small pond thing for me. You know, like if I was still in London, it would, you'd be lost in this big metropolis. But here, all these initiatives that people come up with are supported by the council and by the, by um, the people. And uh, it means that there's always something exciting in the diary, you know, to look forward to. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, I think there is, St. Albans has a great diary. It has an amazing um, sort of kind of schedule of events and that go across the whole city and span loads of different genres. Mm. Um, 
you know, I talk about, I'm a massive fan of this almost sort of pub um, landscape. And it's always, whether it's an event or whether it's the pub or, you know, any of the things that happen, there's always people behind it. And mm. I sort of found myself, and this sounds a bit strange because of what's happened this year, but I, I found myself not missing the pub, but missing the people in the pub or the people that run the pub. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And of course, we've got a pub in the park now as well. And, you know, there was the Christmas market and then uh, the massive uh, one down by the um, Westminster Lodge last year. And people just going, just pushing, pushing the boat out and, you know, taking risks and, um, you know, just doing things that, you know, other other people just sort of, you know, sit and do their day jobs. Fair enough. But then there's these other sort of people who kind of just go do a little bit extra and make it a, a, a more exciting place to live for everyone else. Yeah, and actually, I think you're right. I think we are we are very lucky in St Albans that people have gone out of their way to create so many cool things. Yeah, um, I mean, think and, of the, the pudding shop guy, or you know, who, or um, Charlie with her lovely coffees. Everybody knows Charlie. Charlie knows everybody who <laughs> you know. Who yeah, yeah. You turn up to get a coffee, and she'll go, "All right, that'll be a white tea with sugar, will it?" And you'll go. God, how can you remember that? You know, you've just served 500 people this morning. Um, <laughs> and, but she does. And that's, you know, that's that's it. That's the small town. Not even that it is a small town, but you know what I mean? It's the sort of people know each other and support each other and, and you just feel at home. It makes you feel at home. Yeah. And also those two people, I think, let's digress slightly because we can, but those two people, I think, with Charlie and her coffee and Johnny with the pudding guy, um, what... And I'm hoping to get them both on later on in the series. But with those two, they they started off, you know, at the station. They now have their own unique retail spaces mm. in St Albans. They employ mm. local people, and they've created a brand that we, you know, the city should be really proud of. And mm. I think there's an opportunity here where actually, if you want to take, a, you know, your business from a van and selling coffee and stuff, and you want to grow it and you want to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. There is a capacity to do that here, and I, I, you know, I, I don't want anyone else at the station selling me coffee, and I don't want anyone else selling me pudding. I don't. I, I want. <laughs> I want local people doing it because yeah. they are. They are the landscape. And actually, the, the sweet thing about Charlie is, uh, you know, I thought I, I said to her, and I'm sure a million other people have said to her, "God, when are you going to franchise? When are you going to, you know, spread out to different towns and, and you know, get another van and give someone else, you know, get someone else?" And she was like, "I'm not interested in that. You know, I, I'm happy with my lot. I just, I've got my little van. I've got my shop now. I've got my loyal clients, and that's enough for me. And that's quite rare, actually. Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, it took, no, I think, yeah, back and I thought, oh, wow, you're really sorted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, amazing, yeah. Um, so which leads talking about beautiful leads me nicely on to song number three, um, which maybe, (laughs) yeah, I'll let you introduce uh, our our number five because I know it was your favorite, Matt. And um, (laughs) (laughs) actually, as a feminist, I should I should not be choosing this song, but I just can't resist it i love it is uh, mambo number five by lou vega um it's just one of those ones that just can't i can't sit down i've got to get up and have a little boogie too and again it's a great melody a cheeky little performance and um yeah it's it just makes you feel good 
Yeah, okay, here we go. Mambo number five uh, by Lou Vega. And that was Mambo number five by Lou Vega. And oh, that's you, were tap- you were tapping your toe along to that, Matt. Yeah, I won't lie. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> so we're back. We're back with Vicky Arledge. We're on uh, Radio Verulam. This is my St Albans. Um, how are we doing, Vicky? All good? Yes, great. Halfway through. <laughs> Halfway through, getting Just there. Face yourselves out there. So <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, my next question, and I say this all the time. This is my favourite question because it gives us an insight into St Albans that you might, the listeners might not know about. Um, what is your hidden gem? What do we? Mm. What, what? What have you got up your sleeve that maybe some other people don't know about? Well, I, I had two contenders for this one. Um, the first, someone might have mentioned already, and that is the Sub Aqua Club. Oh, okay. The Lido, yeah, yeah. you know? Do you know the one? I know the one. Yeah, not many people know about that, no, but I it know. is great. Ciao. It is literally a hidden gem. So it is a, an open-air swimming pool and it is in the centre of St Albans and no one knows about it because it's hidden away <laughs> behind this rather unassuming entrance. It used to be a, a, an, a sub-aqua club where you used to go and learn to scuba dive and it was close to the public. But about four years ago, they opened it up to the public and to swimming members and you could pay, I think it's about £80 a year for your family. And it's right opposite St Peter's School, if you know where that is, on Cotton Mill Lane. Uh, and that was a school that my kids might, went to when they were in primary school. And on a hot day in July, you could just leave school and walk over the road and find yourself in this um, wonderful place with coloured um, changing rooms with lovely sort of uh, wooden uh, doors, uh, all different rainbow colours, and this um, beautiful, massive swimming pool and um the kids dive in and cool off and the adults uh have a little cheeky beer from the bar and sit and chat and it almost feels like you're abroad um so that is my uh, that is definitely a contender and that the second a, one that's a great one that is a great hidden gem i love um, that thing. i think there's i think there's a waiting list now for membership um, but if you get your name down it is definitely worth it because uh, particularly in the hot weather it is, uh, it's just a delight to be there. Um, so my second one is one that I've just discovered in lockdown, actually, um, because, of course, with lockdown, you've had to go, you know, exercise locally. And I've been discovering all these places I've never been to before. And you probably know this, but I've only just been there for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And that is the Tittinghanger Lakes. You know where I mean, Matt? No, I don't. Tell me more. OK, so these are between Coley Heath and... The um, you know the A414 that runs from yeah. St Albans to Wellin. You know halfway along there, there's a shell garage. Yeah. And then yeah. just behind there, there's a quarry where they make cement, I think. But behind this quarry is basically these two, well, yeah, two massive lakes, and it's completely quiet. They're fishing lakes, and I went there the other day with a friend, and um, all these men were sitting quietly around the lake fishing. Um, because, of course, it was one of the things you're allowed to do when they released first made uh, loosened the lockdown measures. And it's beautiful. The lakes are this lovely blue colour. The sky was blue and you're surrounded by beautiful countryside as well. And you feel like you're in the countryside. Um, and then right the other side, you can see the back of Willow's Farm. So oh, you can okay. walk over there and you can sort of have a laugh at all those things that you used to spend hours on with your, when your children were tiny. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But the, the lakes are stunning, really stunning. Um, and it's very, very quiet and peaceful. And you can just walk around them. 
and walk through the woods and um it's you know it's a five minute drive from our house and um just you know five minutes from, from the center of st Albans. so that would be my number two amazing well amazing i didn't know about those legs but i know i don't i think i know exactly where you mean sort of uh april one four back of willows yeah 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 i'll have to get that i mean obviously i've driven past there many a time so i have to get i have to turn right and and have a look around yeah have a little explore it's a lovely place to um have a little saunter at a weekend uh thank you very much two amazing there double the uh, double <laughs> I couldn't, decide. I couldn't decide which one was my number one. No, no. Um, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, so, and then we move swiftly on to song number four. Yeah, now this is Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. Now, I really picked this because I haven't heard it for ages and I saw it on the list and I thought, that's another jolly ditty that I rather like. Um, and I, actually, I'll tell you the other reason why I like these really high energy one, uh, songs is um, when I'm performing comedy, I use them for two reasons. One is to play uh, in the auditorium and in the concert hall or wherever I'm performing. So it helps get the audience really into that sort of buzzy, excited mood, like something fun's going to happen. And also I use them for myself to listen um, when I'm preparing to also get my energy up. So um, I have a sort of list of, of um, fun, high energy songs that um that I use for myself and for the audience. And this would be uh, one of those songs. It's definitely up there. This is, um, this is a great tune. Uh, this is uh, Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca. And that was, and that was Mr. Martin himself. Um, is your energy up now, Ricky? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Hit me with the next question. <laughs> Are we ready? Question number five. So... Um, what's your perfect St Albans day from start to finish? Well, this could be long, couldn't it? Um, but um, I think I have, I think I've got a focus for this, which is the panto. Because the panto is so quintessentially St Albans. And um, we always used to go at the end of term, um, that was pretty much the last day of term at primary school. We'd finish and then we'd go into town, maybe get a, a bite to eat, go and eat it in the vintry or whatever. And then we would head over to the Panto with the whole class. And uh, you'd be on such a high because you'd finished um, your term and you're looking forward to Christmas and you've got everything ready. And now you can just sit back and be entertained by the fabulous Bob Golding, who, um, talking about St Albans royalty, I... I um, bow my head at his feet he is um, he is an Albans royalty and he never fails to uh, put on an amazing show I really hope he'll get to do it this year um, with all this lockdown rubbish um, but it's just uh, you know laughing your head off at his silly jokes singing along with your whole class and all the all their parents and um, and just you know knowing that the term's over Christmas is here and that, for me, is my favourite day of the year in St Albans. Well, that's a good shout. I mean, look, let's 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 talk about Bob first, very quickly. He is he's a legend, um, and the enthusiasm he brings to those shows um, is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I'm very lucky. I've, I've met him a couple of times through other projects, and um, he is he is brilliant. Bob's I love the nicest all... man in the world. Yeah, he is. He is. There's no question about it. Um, he is amazing. Um, I also love the Auburn Arena. 
I think it's yeah. we're very very lucky to have something like that in the centre of St Albans, mm. um, and we're also lucky that they put on a panto because not not everyone puts on pantos, and I think mm. I, I was saying to someone the other day, it's some people only go to the theatre once a year, and yeah. it is for the panto, and yeah. also I don't know about your childhood, but one of the first things I did when I was a kid, the first my first introduction to stage and my first introduction to theatre was a panto. Yeah. And so many so many kids, it's their it's the passage that they take. Um yeah. and you know, there is a few people go, Oh, you know, it's a bit old hat. It's not. No. It's not, it's brilliant. It's absolutely it's brilliant. You know, no... panto, panto can be rubbish if you go to uh, the wrong place. But it's never rubbish in St. Albans, so it's always fantastic. And, and um, it's always it's always positive. There's no negativity. You can't no. not have a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, and and Bob has become such um, a, a sort of household name here that everybody goes to see him, and he, every year he gets the biggest cheer, and every year he gives the best performance. And um, it's you know Christmas isn't quite the same if you haven't seen a, a butch Bob in a in a dress um, with a massive wig and dodgy lipstick. I don't know. Uh, soaking um ian in another sort of set piece um you know we all know they do the same things each year with a little bit of a with a twist you know what's that one uh we'll have to do it again then we would yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's about Um, routine as well isn't it it's about you know every year the same uh you know it's it's, we'll we'll remember that and hopefully our kids will go take their kids and you know yeah yeah it's as i said it's safe it's familiar it's lovely mm. um that's a well that's great i i definitely had that on my uh perfect day list yeah um so are we ready for a bit of buble oh gotta have a bit of buble haven't we I'm, I'm a big buble fan i have to say do you know i was gutted i had tickets to go and see him at hatfield house in july and it's been delayed till next year so hopefully we'll see him next year um, but I've chosen Crimea River because um, actually I love the Ella Fitzgerald version of this song, and he he doesn't quite match up to Ella Fitzgerald, but he's nearly as good. Uh, recently, my daughter's been singing as well, so I've been accompanying her. We've had um, a lot of fun. It's just a fantastic tune, and it's a kind of uh, female empowerment lyric as well, I suppose. Although it's not when Buble sings it, of course, but it is if a woman sings it, you know, like, you come back, you want me. It's a little bit I Will Survive-ish, the lyrics. So um, it's a perfect little song, and I love I love a bit of Buble. So let's do it. And that was uh, Cry Me a River by Michael Buble. Um, we're back on Radio Verulam. Uh, this is My St Albans, and our guest today is the amazing, very talented, amazing, Vicky <laughs> Arden. <laughs> keep going keep going don't stop <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um a kind of a little bit of a change of tact on the next uh our next question vicky what if there's anything you could change about st albans um what would that be mm. well i had a little thought actually i think there are two answers to this there's what I had a thought when we were talking about the last question, actually, about the Auburn Arena. And I know the space is amazing inside, but actually it's a very ugly building from the outside, isn't it? And it's very, I know, 60s concrete. So I think architecturally, I think it would be rather nice to revamp 
the urban arena and make it a very attractive, inviting, um, modern um, building from the outside. So that would be one thing architecturally. The other thing I think would be nice is that I don't, uh, particularly in the light of all the Black Lives Matter stuff that's been going on, I don't think it's an ethnically diverse place, really. Um, and I think it would be nice to have um, a bigger mix of cultures and colours um, because it's, it's, it's quite a white town and I think that's a shame. And I, I'd like my kids to grow up in a slightly more multicultural society. So if you could arrange that for me, Matt, that would be great. Well, maybe not the second, but the first, I mean, the Auburn Arena. Okay, so I think it's, I might have my facts wrong here, listeners, so please don't write in. Um, but I think um, it's a listed building. And I think there's some sort of strong paperwork you'd have to fill in to sort of change right. that. Right. However, however, I do believe there is some plans afoot to make the space uh, a little bit more beautiful. Um, that sounds it, good. Yeah, it it's it's sort of iconic, but it 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 could be a little prettier. Definitely, I, I slightly agree with you, but let's. Let's see what happens in the next few years. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, But yeah, so um, you have the next song, number six. Um, Do you want to introduce number six? Yeah, so this is Can't Take My Eyes Off You by Andy Williams. Um, It's a fantastic song. It's a feel-good song. But the reason I picked it is because it's one of the songs we do uh, with my ukulele group, which are called the Pluckwits. We've been going for about two or three years. Uh, There are about 20 of us, and um, we gig mostly locally at events and uh, markets etc and they're a lovely bunch of people and we're all good friends now and we just love getting along uh, getting together and having a sing song and when we do this it's got this fantastic rousing chorus and we all just sing our hearts out and uh, it makes me feel happy so here it is can't take my eyes off you by andy williams and yeah that was andy williams um can't take my eyes off of you um... did you sing along in the chorus matt I did, I did, and I went. Well, I t- yeah. look, let's be honest. Here. I'll be honest with you. I think I'm at times because of the things that I'm involved in. I am very time poor, and like many people, many people, you know, uh, my age who have kids and and run a business and stuff, you know, time is is the is the commodity that we don't have. And I I am phenomenally envious of your ukulele group because if I did have the time. And I, I'm going to say this honestly, if I did have the space in my diary, the one thing I would join is your ukulele group. Because yeah, you never whenever, told me that. Well, whenever I, I've spoken to you about this before, but whenever I see your group play and this song, I've seen them play this song, it is, they look like they have so much fun. And I know you talked earlier about when you perform as a solo comedian or a solo performer, you know, there's a little bit of weight and a bit of pressure, but when you when you get together um as the plot wits it it just looks so much fun <laughs> it is and that's what everybody says actually they say that that our energy and our enthusiasm even if we don't get all the notes completely right or you know they just it, we're having so much fun and therefore the audience has lots of fun and i think matt there's these silly excuses about being time poor it's just a cop out, frankly, and I think that should be your uh, resolution for this year: is to come along to one Wednesday session when we get going again. And yeah, I think it's cool. yeah. 
I'll um, if if you get going and fingers crossed you do get going again, I will I will come and show my face yes. and say hello. Um, <laughs> it is, I, I don't know if any of our listeners have because you've performed some of the street festivals and the food markets and yeah. uh, it was fair. Obviously, the film festival. I can't talk about that too much because that's a plug. But <laughs> you're always doing stuff, and it. I don't know if any of our listeners have seen you perform, but it they just looks like so much fun. It really was. And the actually uh, the gutting thing is we were supposed to be doing a massive flash mob for for the Hertfordshire Year of Culture. And um, that was not only with us, it was about 120 performers from all over St Albans. And um, sadly, we initially cancelled it because of weather. And then the blooming lockdown happened. And so uh. um, we were going to do a fantastic flash mob uh, with people up on the uh, gallery in the museum and all you know throughout the market and sadly I'm not sure it's going to happen now so oh, there that's we are. a shame no I know anyway hopefully I mean you know fingers crossed it comes back and you know things return and that flash yeah. mob will happen <laughs> I've given it away now yeah oh. Oh, oh. yeah that- that's my fear about this show, to give away too much. I can't <laughs> um, so our final question, um, what are your plans for the future? What, what's what's going to happen next, you know, six days, six weeks, six years? Um, well, it's, it's tough, isn't it, at this time? I've been kind of doing lots of composing to get myself through lockdown. But what I really want to do is write a musical. And I have written three songs. Of, I want to do... Um, Nicholas Nickleby, the Charles Dickens. And I have written three songs, and my plan was to go and record it with a full orchestra, which I've never done, which would be very exciting, over in Prague, and then come back and record the vocals and uh, use a children's choir, and it was going to be quite a big, exciting affair. And then, of course, lockdown happened. Um, But I think, come autumn, it might happen, because I think Czechoslovakia have had quite low death rates and infection rates, and so I think uh, I can now travel there and get back without having to quarantine and if they're working the musicians out there again uh, I'll be able to get that done and then hopefully get some poor out of work um, singers here um, on board and um, Bob's your uncle get get a few songs written and then start trying to approach theatre companies and uh, producers and uh, just see if we can make it happen, although God knows what's going to happen in the theatre world over the next um, few years. But uh going to give it a go. Going to give it a go. Wow, that is that is exciting. Only, I think only Vicky Arledge could turn around with an answer. Yeah, yeah not much going on, but I think <laughs> I might add writing a musical to my CV. <laughs> um, well, that, yeah, that's interesting. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I love musicals. Um, my daughter and I are always going, and I've always wanted to write my own one. And and now that um, I've got more time on my hands and a bit of uh, money for my CDs and you know, streaming stuff, I can pump a bit of money into it myself, which is often the, the stumbling block with these things. And um, just give it a go. And if everybody hates it, then too bad. I'll just write another one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe after my debut at the Ukulele Club on a Wednesday, I could then maybe try out a little bit of singing. Yeah. Get... Are you angling for a part, Matt? Are you? I'm, I'm angling for credits. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, yeah. maybe you can have a walk on at the back okay that's what i'm after that's what i'm after or i might put it in the back with a triangle or something i'm very good um at standing at the back near the bar that's what i'm very good at <laughs> So that's why I like it. That's you can just have a, a double gin and tonic ready for me at the end of the performance, and you know that's absolutely fine. Prop up the bar as much as you like. Fantastic. Um, our final song. Um, we're going to end with a bit of Beatles. We are. Uh, I had to include a Beatles song in there because they were my first musical love when I was about twelve. I think my friend Kitty Stewart came over for a play date, and she bought these two LPs, the Red and the Blue album. And I didn't have a record player at the time. And we played it on my sister's record player in her room. And I remember just the first time I heard the sound just being blown away and just absolutely loving it and wanting to listen more and more and more. And then we collected just about every album we could. And then we went on a pilgrimage to Liverpool. And we were quite young and it was all a bit of a disaster. We got on the wrong train. Uh, we arrived at the museum because, you know, they've got this um, Beatles museum there. And we arrived when it had, I think, half an hour before closing. We rushed round. I grabbed a poster from the shop and then realised that it was the wrong one that I didn't want when I got home. Anyway, it was all a bit of a disastrous trip. But um, the... Sorry, my cat is now jumping up. Let me just get rid of her. Um, yeah, so it, anyway, it was a long love affair with the Beatles. And then, strangely enough, about 15 years later, I was playing... Um, in Claridge's in a dinner dance band. We used to play on Saturdays and people would have dinner and then they'd dance to our music and I was playing piano in the band. And we were sitting having our dinner before we were about to play and they got, we got word that Ringo Starr was in the, in the house having dinner that night. And the reason we were to being told was because we were um, forbidden for play from playing any Beatles songs. <laughs> so apparently that. Ringo Starr and I presume the other Beatles, uh, wherever they went, would have to tell everybody, any musicians, um, not to play new Beatles songs, which is absolutely fine. We didn't have any in our repertoire anyway. But I do remember sitting in this band and peeking over at Ringo Starr having his dinner. He had a big sort of entourage, about 13 people. And, um, yeah, so it was nice after all those years to play to one of my idols, basically. Oh, amazing. Amazing story. Um, so let's end the Fall on the Hill by the Beatles. And that was The Fall on the Hill by The Beatles, our final song for today. Uh, this has been My St Albans uh, on Radio Verulam. Um, Vicky Arledge, thank you so much. It's My been pleasure. Oh, it's been a joy to <laughs> you, uh, learn a little bit more. Thank you so much uh, for giving us your view of the city uh, and pleasure. the story you've told. Um, thank you so much. That's been Vicky Arledge. Thank you. Bye-bye. My St Albans was presented by Matthew Big. Production editing was by Troy Williams. You can find more local people talking about their lives and the local area in the podcast series. Just subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. If you'd like to support our free podcasts, head to radioverulam.com slash donate. Thank you.